0: What does philosophy have to teach us about religion? Nothing. The so called philosophy of religion doesn't concern religion. It concerns puzzles that can be illustrated in connection with religious questions, but are really of a strictly logical nature. Here is one such puzzle OG. Oh, Many hold that God is omnipotent, that, in other words, he can do anything. Let's suppose that this is true. In that case, God can create some task that he cannot perform. But if he can do that, he's not omnipotent. O.G. doesn't have anything to do with God. It has to do with subtleties of logic that, although they can be illustrated in connection with statements concerning God, have nothing to do with him. We know this because O.G. perfectly parallels the following argument. S.G. Smith shaves all and only those who don't shave themselves. Question. Does Smith shave himself? If he does, then he doesn't, since he shaves only those who don't shave themselves. If he doesn't, then he does, since he shaves all those who don't shave themselves. OG is no more about God than SG is about barbers. Both paradoxes expose logical problems relating to the use of quantifiers. Although one of the objectives of the philosophy of religion is to figure out whether or not God exists, its efforts to do this quickly veer off course and end up bogging down in logical minutiae which have no relevance to religion at all. Consider the following argument, which was given by St. Thomas Aquinas, 1225-1274. to A.G. 1. Every event has a predecessor. Therefore, there is some event that is the predecessor of every event. In other words, there is a first event. Causes precede their effects. Therefore, that first event, not being preceded by anything, was uncaused. Since all events must be caused, that first event was a miracle, and, therefore, the act of a deity. Therefore, there is a God. The first sentence of AG1, which we we'll referred to as A, is ambiguous. It could mean either... A1. Given any event X, there is some event Y, such that Y precedes X. Or, A2. There is some event X, such that, for any event Y, X precedes Y. A1 says that any given event has a predecessor. A2 says that there is some event that is the predecessor of every event. A1 does not entail that. B. There is some event that is the predecessor of every event. Any given integer has a predecessor. Given only that any given integer has a predecessor, it doesn't follow that some one integer precedes every other. Nor is it the case. Similarly, given only that any given event has a predecessor, it doesn't follow that some one event precedes every other. So, a fails if a is taken to have a1 for its meaning, and Ag1 must therefore be assumed to have A2 for its meaning, but A2 and B are the very same statement. So Aquinas has simply assumed that there was a first event, and he thus hasn't established it at all. But supposing, if only for argument's sake, that there was a first event, it doesn't follow, at least not for any obvious reason, that it was an act of God. Why did I hedge with the phrase, at least for any obvious reason? Because it may be that, if there was a first event, there is a God. I personally do not know this to be false. It may be that atheists cannot, without being guilty of inconsistency, believe in a first event, such as the Big Bang. But even if this is true, it cannot be taken for granted. It must be demonstrated, and Aquinas hasn't demonstrated it. Aquinas gave another, similarly flawed argument for God's existence. AG 2 There can't be comparatives unless there are absolutes. I'm wealthier than you are if I'm more like some absolutely wealthy entity than you are. I'm better than you if I'm more like some absolutely good entity than you are. Some things are better than others. Therefore, some things are more like some absolutely good thing than others. Therefore, there is some absolutely good thing. In other words, there is a God.